You're listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks, a biblical, practical, and spiritual conversation about living and leading worship. Let's lean into today's episode. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for Worshipology today. I am hanging out with my main dude from Jamaica, uh, Danaver Scott. He and I met, how long ago was it that we actually met in person? Just about maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago, I came up to Destination Church as a worship pastor. Danaver is a worship leader. He came on staff the week before me. And uh, actually, it was at the worship night that we did back in May and yeah. you and your family were on a Zoom call. Oh, yeah. And that's the first time I saw this guy, but man, in three weeks I have grown to become brothers with this guy. We laugh man. way too hard, oh, have yeah. way too much fun. <laughs> and uh, we've been getting into some songwriting, getting into some worship leading together. And yeah. so I thought, man, it would be awesome to introduce Danaver Scott to the Worshipology family. So uh, Danaver, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me, man. And, and you will notice as you listen, he has the coolest accent. This guy is from Jamaica. So, dude, let's just kick it off. Just tell us a little bit about how did you get started in ministry? How did you start in music? I know you're a, a producer, an engineer, a songwriter, a worship leader, yes. and a minister above all of that, yes. which is really what I love about your heart. But how did mm-hmm. you get started, man? Yeah, man, as we would say in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's a pleasure being with you, my brother, mm. um, serving with you and all. Uh, in Jamaica, we have a very unique culture. Yeah, uh, Things are more Pentecostal, you know, more spirited focused. Mm. Uh, and so there's a high level of, you know, rules and regulation that you would have to follow, you know, revolving around worshiping and serving in the church. Over the years, when I was much smaller, I developed the passion to sing, and I grabbed the mic first at a particular event that was, you know, being held at my school, previous mm. school, and everybody was just looking around and saying, "Wow!" I then <laughs> discover that man. Okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And from there onward, you know, I've been singing in school. Uh, just a brief little story about how I got saved. I was coming from school one one day and on the road by myself, I just somehow started to have this conversation, supposedly with myself mm-hmm. at the time, mm-hmm. not realizing that it was actually God was actually speaking to me mm. and asking me some question. What does it profit you to party and have fun and then lose your soul? Wow. And I said, you know what? That doesn't make any sense. It's best that I just, you know, live a good life and, you know, if I have to suffer living a good life, that's the best choice. And then enjoy the rest of your life and also enjoy all that God have in store for you here. Yeah. So from that moment, I decided to turn over my life to God. Wow. And I didn't go to a church to get saved. It was one Saturday morning when I was awakened by this wonderful voice, loud as they wake me up literally, saying, you have asked me to save you. Now is the time. Wow. I, I, I was just crying, crying, crying. The room was very misty. Well, very foggy, literally. Mm. And from that day until this day, which is over some 20 odd years now. Wow. Um, see if, you know, and flow into praise and worship, a church. I, I got an angelic visitation where that's how my musical journey began. I was praying in my mind for God to send someone to show me the basic cards as it relates to how to play a song. And when I opened my eyes, there was this person standing before me right in my private home. 
should take take the box guitar from me and show me the three basic basic cards and wow. then smile and went away and my mom was sitting close to me on the veranda and sometime after I said to my mom but wait I prayed in my mind for God to show you know, show me you know send someone to show me the three basic cards but then this man turned up in mo the moment my eyes were open wow. I saw him right there took the guitar from me and started and my mom said which man was that well, that now got me because I then realized it wasn't a man. But the guitar was there. But I had the guitar. Wow. My mom was beside me. That would be impossible <laughs> for her not to see. Wow. So that explains why three weeks after I'm playing in church as if I was playing for a year or a couple of years. Wow. And I just understand music. And so that's how my musical journey has begun where I know that. God really, you know, called me for this purpose. You know what's interesting is even in that short time frame that you were just, dis you were telling us about your, your testimony, how you came to Christ. And I mean, walking down the road, you hear a voice and then you have this kind of moment in your room that was filled with a mist and you have, it seems like dreams and just the angelic visitation. Yep. You know, one thing that I've noticed as I've done some international travel is that it seems that when you cross the border out of the U.S., there's a level of just expectation and faith mm -hmm. and miraculous experience that right. happens that we don't see a lot of in the United States. True. Man, mm -hmm. talk to that a little bit because coming from Jamaica, living there your whole life, mm -hmm. and of course, you're brand new in the U.S. Oh, I mean, yeah. One of the things that we've been having a lot of fun with Denver is just everything is new. Like yep. your experience at Walmart. <laughs> like, yep. Tell us a little bit about that because that's amazing. It's so I funny. was going through the aisles at Walmart. I, I remember going through four aisles. Four aisles. And I, it took me three hours. Three hours and four to aisles. To accomplish that. Because <laughs> you just didn't have those <laughs> options. It's crazy. He was like, man, I didn't know there was this many types of oh, toilet paper. God, it's crazy. It's oh my crazy. Gosh. It's but, amazing. But yeah, I mean, just the differences of culture and obviously mm -hmm. Jamaica and America, there's going to be a lot of differences. But yes. when it pertains to ministry and yes. church and worship and the heart of God, the experience, the encounter, yes. what is your biggest, I mean, you're fresh mm -hmm. three weeks in. Yes. What is the biggest thing you notice as far as the difference in culture and especially as it pertains to worship? Because we've got a lot of worship leaders and worship teams listening yes. to this. Yes. What, what have you noticed? What is that main difference? Man, there's so much right now. Wow. But just to start from this one, the level of desire for excellence mm. here in the U.S. Yeah. That is something that just so pop out at me. Wow. Which I, I really, really appreciate that because that's something that I've been longing for in Jamaica and pursued in different churches as, as they would get me to help them. Wow. But it's just that the mindset was, not, was just not there. Yeah. And so the level of excellence that is pursued here, so then you know churches would go all out to invest in their media department, the, the equipment, the appropriate equipments, their system, just to make sure that everything is just A1. Yeah. And that to me is literally biblical because when Christ, you know, speak to us through his word, there's always this, this encouragement to serve him with all our hearts. With all you know, hearts, yeah. And, and he requires the best from us. Mm. Now, just look at heaven. Heaven is a place where we cannot begin to express the beauty of heaven mm. and the level of 
technology and excellence. It's beyond our imagination. <laughs> no, we are his children, and therefore we should represent God with that level of excellence. Mm. So when people look at us as children of God, as ministers, they can say, wow, and see who God really is. That means we will be truly representing God for who he is in all contexts of yeah. excellence. Yeah. In Jamaica, in, in the Caribbean, and, you know, and other parts of the world, you find that because of the, the level of poverty, where the dollar is weak, person's mindset is more geared towards saving money and, and scraping and they just don't surviving, want just, just surviving. Yeah. So when you talk about excellence, that's going to then cause us to then go in the direction of a budget. Yeah, it's a big problem. Mm -hmm. And so in Jamaica, you just go to church and have a little rehearsal, maybe Saturday night and you know, no major, major emphasis is placed on preparation because persons have to hustle, as we would call it, hustle mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a living, survival. Mm -hmm. So when you come to rehearsal, persons are beat out and tired. So therefore, you don't have a staff. Mm. So as a result, it affects worship. We still have good worship, but at the same time, it affects what worship could be. Wow. Right? And yeah. so that's just, just picking out just, you know, two other differences. There are a lot more. But I know the podcast, you're working with time, so. <laughs> well, listen, so you're talking about how there's definitely, you've noticed an emphasis on excellence in the United States. Right. One of the things that I see when I go overseas is I see just a, almost like a greater expectation of outpouring. And right. you talked about how this, it seems like there's the Pentecostal roots, there's a, an experiential mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, worship that happens. Right. Talk about that a little bit. Like, what are some of the things that you've experienced in worship in Jamaica that maybe in the U.S. we need to have a little right. bit more influence right. from that? Right. Good. Good question. All right. Personally, from my experience, mm -hmm. I was ministering at a church. And while ministering at a church, that particular church in Margoli in Jamaica, I begin to have this supernatural experience where my eyes literally were able to see through every single person in the building. Wow. They were literally transparent to me. I, I could see everything about them. There is this young lady who the Lord pointed out to me and said, go to her. Mm. Tell her what she did last night. She committed fornication the night before. Tell her she committed fornication last night. And God is saying, don't do it again because of the plans he has for her, etc., etc." She almost fainted. Because wow. she could not believe, how could I know that? It's wow. the first I'm going to that church. Wow. I'm saying that to say, even though there is a certain level of hardship in Jamaica, what that eventually do, it sort of help us to more live by faith. Wow. In the sense where you, you, you are in a situation, you have a need, it's either you're going to have faith or you're going to suffer. Wow. Which then, you know, faith comes without Faith without works is dead. Is dead. Yeah. So you are forced to do something practical, and yeah. I'm speaking about my life. Yeah. From from an experiential standpoint, as a result, of ex it caused me then to experience God in a more supernatural way with some things that no one can explain. Yeah. So the difference here is that, you know, things are easily achieved. Mm. The first time I came, I said, "Wow." Everybody in America is spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to argue that. <laughs> because 
Everything is just so there. So when I go to the stores and see everything, you have access to everything, which is excellent, which is good, which is very good. Yeah? When I see that, I say, oh my God. I then see all kind of possibilities. Mm -hmm. But the point is, what we need is just both worlds, a balance. Yeah. Just a balance we need. So a little greater from faith, here, greater excellence. Yes. When they meet each other. Combined together. That's good. So it's not like, you know, something is wrong here or something is wrong there in that sense. It's just that both worlds need to come together, mm -hmm. merge, yeah. and have that equal amount of faith. Live as if we don't have the luxury. Yeah. Because the thing about faith is that faith requires you to be in a position where you don't have for you to then pursue by hoping that right. it will come to pass. Yeah, I've, I heard this uh, phrase from Mark Batterson. He says that all of us want to experience a miracle, but right. very few of us want to be in a position right. that needs a miracle. Right. And so I, I love that because I definitely see that in you and even only we've hung out for like three or four weeks now, yes. seeing that you carry just a level of childlike faith. Right. And then when you lead worship, that right. translates on the platform and it just Bless inspires, God. encourages, and challenges anyone who's in a service with you to have their faith Bless rise God. up too. And talk about that because you know we, one of the things and one of the challenges I see in the church at large right. is that we've just gotten comfortable mm -hmm. with just okay. Yes. And we don't, you know, greater things, mm -hmm. that phrase, that, that idea, like greater things will I do than what you've seen. Oh. Jesus said, man, greater things will you do? Oh yeah. You know, this idea of like greater things mm. have yet to come, greater things are still to be done. And, and it reminds me of that song, uh, God <laughs> of the city, cause yep. it's a beautiful song, but we have to believe for greater things. And Indeed. I think our faith has just gotten so familiar True. and we've gotten comfortable with just okay. Maybe mm -hmm. we've gotten comfortable with having access to all of this stuff yep. that and we're asking God, do the miracles, do greater mm -hmm. things. And we want to see this, but yet I think our level of faith doesn't right. uh, correlate to that. Yes. Now as worship leaders and worship teams, what do we, I mean, we live by example, yes. obviously like we, we live by faith and not right. by sight. That's so it. how does that translate when you're leading worship? How do you see those moments mm -hmm. in the spirit and call those moments out? You know, uh, what are the songs? I mean, there's so many songs that are written about faith. Right. And I think maybe the church just needs a season of singing songs and writing songs mm -hmm. about faith. True. Like I want to see a resurgence of faith in the American church. True. Man, talk about that from your perspective. What does that look like as a worship leader to raise the faith in the room? The truth is, as I would normally say, we as pastors who present the word to just for us to create an atmosphere of awareness, mm. we are we take things from a perspective where let's let's try to bring heaven and earth in, in, in a mental sense where we can visualize who God really is. Mm. His level of excellence, not just that, how he's endless. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we cannot put him in a box because what I observe that really caused our faith to be at one place, we are somewhat comfortable in a routine, in a routine sort of vibe, yeah, a routine sort of vibe, right? Mm -hmm. Where okay, this works, so we're good. We will stick with this. Copy and paste. Copy, copy and yeah. paste. Yeah. So as a result, what that does, it keeps us one place. And psychologically, what we take, we technically do, we shut out even the very possibility of God injecting a new idea. That's so good. Yeah. And so us evolving from glory to glory, 
yeah. where we will experience greater anointing, mm-hmm. where when we pursue things that we've never done before, the Lord might just give you, because bear in mind, as long as we exist and are living, there are going to be new things that God is going to be revealing. That's so good. Why? God is endless. That's so good. Nobody can fully know God. Yeah. And so by the day, by the minute, he will reveal things that, oh my God, it will blow our minds. Mm. Not just that, unique to the people that might congregate in, in that auditorium, our church, on that given day. And so he would basically want us to be prepared. So therefore, what would be responsible for all of this is simply... Just understand that this flesh is just a house for your spirit to survive yeah. here. Yeah. Therefore, don't allow this flesh in terms of sensualness, feelings and emotion, you know, don't be too attached in a physical way mm-hmm. to this world or things of this world, but to be more knitted with the Holy Spirit where we are led of the spirit. Mm. So we don't do anything without being led of the spirit where we consult the spirit of God, technically it will become the norm over a period of time. Just to give you an example, how I reached here in the U.S., I went through a lot of stuff, which I'm not going to go through now. This is a five-year process process. in the making just to get you to the U.S. Right. Yeah. So, because pretty much what I'm summarizing here is just relationship on a very intimate level. Mm. That's what it's going to. Yeah. That is going to be responsible for our faith increasing and so much more. Being in Jamaica and been through what I've been through, suffered a great loss, I felt so much like, yeah, this is it now. And I said, God, I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired. And immediately I just felt in my spirit this, this prompting, this leading, and that's how God speaks to me. Oh, yeah. And I, it's, it's time to migrate. Mm. Ask me how? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but guess what? I just know that it's time to migrate. Yeah. And I called my mom. My mom lives in New York. And I said, Mom, I would love for you to file for me and my family. She started the filing the following week. Wow. During that course of her starting that filing, the Lord spoke to me mm. and said, it's not that way I want, I'm going to have you to go over. You. It's a church that's going to take you over, you and the family. Wow. I didn't know. And this was Brian. what year? This was this one month before I met Pastor Brian. Okay. As a matter of fact, just a couple of weeks before I met Pastor Brian. Yeah. I didn't know him. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any connection. Mm. And so I called my mom and I stopped the filing and say, don't file. Because God says to me, he's going to carry bring us over here through a church. Wow. And within, just to cut the story short, because that's a miraculous story by itself. Within three weeks... I was invited to a function, a minister's retreat, where I met Pastor Brian. And he's the lead pastor of Destination. And he's the lead pastor of Destination here, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where the connection was made after after we did ministry at that location. So I'm just saying that as an example to say, living after the Spirit, you are being led in ways that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. My wife can tell you, sometimes I'll make decisions. In the midst of COVID, before COVID came in, I had a recording studio running, you know, lot of work and all, but COVID came in, the music industry yeah. just zero out entirely. Shuts down, yeah. Shut down, right? Now, how am I going to survive? Mm. You know what the Lord did just a couple of weeks before? 
he gave me an intuition to say, you need to start a video production mm. business and resurrect that video production business. And I started to make plans immediately. I didn't have any money. I didn't know where it's going to come from because I lose wow. everything. Yeah. But I didn't watch that. I just moved at the leading. I'm just trying to show you the relationship part. Yeah. That's, that's going to be responsible for faith wow. ha- happening. I just stepped out and guess what? Within a couple of weeks, I was approached by a friend and he said to me, man, I want to do something for you. What, wh- what do you want? Do you want to start a new business? You want to do? And I said, yeah, the Lord gave me a business idea. And truth be, to- truth be told, he purchased everything I need for the business. Wow. And that wow. was what keep us through COVID because guess what? Nothing else was working. Right, right. And we, I we think all s- of us got a little video experience over COVID. That's crazy. <laughs> so the, the wow, <laughs> sorry, wow. the point I'm making mm. is that just by having that level of relationship where I totally depend on God yeah. in every single thing I do, every yeah. single decision I'm going to make, I would think about it and meditate and say, God, you give me this, a spirit, you, you do not give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of sound mind. That's something that you already give me. Yeah. So I don't need to pray for sound mind anymore. Okay, say to, that again. That's so good. Yeah? You did not give me a spirit of fear, you know, but of love and a sound mind. And I say, God, you already give me all this. Wow. That's not something I need to pray for. Wow. And so all I need to do, I love that. I just have to stop because it's so interesting because so often we will continue to pray. And yes, we want to pray for more power and more right. love and more sound mindness. Right. But it says that God has given you, yeah, you a spirit have it. of power and love and sound mind. He yeah. has not given you a spirit. So he's already given that to you. you. Have it Man, already. I'm just still chewing on that. That's really yeah. good. You don't need to be praying for that again. Yeah, yeah. And so what we need to do is just believe that we really have it. Yeah. And so what I started to doing is just say, you got it. Think soberly because God give you the capacity to be able to unravel mysteries. Yeah. Think about whatever you're going to do and come mm-hmm. to a conclusion that will automatically be led by the spirit. Yeah. Because technically you become one with the spirit without even knowing. Wow. Just by believing. Wow. Because that's faith. Yep. And once faith is in operation, you you will automatically attract the Holy Spirit to you. You can't stop the Holy Spirit from coming. Wow. He'll come without you knowing. Yeah. And so what has been happening is just a prophetic manifestation one after the other. We end up getting a brand new car. Wow. In the midst of COVID. <laughs> That's just crazy. That's amazing. That wasn't supposed to be possible. Nothing was practical or logical. Wow. And we live the best life through COVID. That's so crazy. You know what's awesome is that just by watching you, and I, I think you know, there's so many amazing and inspiring <laughs> things about your life. And even you coming here, I remember uh, the week before your family came, uh, they did like this uh, kind of rally in the church. And it was like, hey, you guys are coming over with just a few suitcases. They yeah. need everything from dishes to <laughs> towels. And they put out this Amazon wish list. And in like two hours, everything was purchased. Yep. And in two services in our church, and we have literally the most generous church on the oh planet. My God. Five cars were donated so that oh when you guys stepped over here into the U.S., my God. every it was like all of your steps were ordered. Mm. And it was like you just get to walk that's right it. into this that's blessing. It. But what I love about your story is that, you know, we always 
always talk about spirit-led worship on this podcast. Yes. And what you're talking about is that when you live by faith, That's the you. Holy Spirit steps in line with that. Like It's like faith and the Holy Spirit yep. walk in parallel yep. roads. And so if you want to be spirit-led in your worship, That's it. you need to have a greater level of faith. That's if you want to have a greater level of faith Practical. in your church, get a better relationship with the Holy Practical Spirit. Practical one. Wow. A very practical one. So and good. everything else fall in place. Man. Everything else. Because one of the things that the Lord opened my understanding to is that it's not our job to try to make the impossible happen. Wow. It's his job to make the impossible happen. Yeah. What we can do is what is before us that we have power over. Mm. So make what sure we, you... What do we have in our hands? What do you have in your hands? Yeah. So make sure you do that with all your heart. Mm. All your heart. Don't do it reluctantly. Do it with all your heart to the best of your ability. But why? You're doing it as unto God. Yeah. Not as unto man. Colossians 3.23. And so when you live like that, this is what I would say to my wife from in Jamaica. We don't, I don't want to know about all the bills that needs to be paid. <laughs> why? I only want to know that, yes, it's due. That's it. Mm. But if I sing on it every day, that's a manifestation of lack of faith. Wow. Because if I have a million dollars in the bank, I would not be singing on the bills that is to be paid because I know <laughs> the money is there. That those are symptoms of lack of faith. If we find ourselves being worried or concerned or talking about a particular need too much, it means that we're not at peace. It means that truly we are not having faith. Wow. Because having faith is, is a state of knowing. I would normally say, the Lord give me this analogy. Hold something in your hand that belongs to you. Mm -hmm. You have the watch on your hand right now. Yep, yep. Try to believe it's not yours. Wow. It's impossible. <laughs> so faith is a state of knowing that is just unshakable. Wow. There's no doubt in faith. It's a state of unknowing, just like you know that what belongs to you is yours. That laptop is yours. Yeah. No, nobody can force, you can trick yourself in trying to believe it, it's not yours. Right, right. That's faith. So I use that as a measuring stick to say, when I'm having faith from when I'm not. And if I find myself being worried or questioning anything, I start, I rebuke myself immediately. Get it together, buddy. Get it together. Mm, mm. That you are doubting here. Yeah. Faith is knowing. So guess what? You need to tell yourself, speak to yourself, and let that be a daily practice. When, the, when, you, when you have the mind-bubbling experience where thoughts enters the mind and you're challenged, you have to command those thoughts and take them captive to the obedience of the Word of God, exactly like the Word says. You have to take charge. Yeah. As the Word of God says, try the Spirit. It's your responsibility to try the Spirit to make sure that anything that enters your mind yeah. as a way of leading a direction... You make sure you captivate it and have it to submit to the obedience of the word. Yeah. So if it's not of God, go through the door. And I think that's so key for worship leaders and worship teams and artists and creatives because we can get in our heads so much. Yep. And there's a lot of things that the enemy tries to throw at us. Yep. And especially in today's day and age where you've got uh, an epidemic of anxiety and right. depression and identity confusion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important, especially when you think about just how visual, I guess I would say worship leading is, I mean, you go into right. any church mm -hmm. and it's usually the worship and the preaching that kind of takes the majority of a, 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 a 
normal Sunday service. Yep. And so wouldn't the enemy try to attack the worship leader and the pastor? <laughs> of course. He wants he wants those confused. <laughs> yep. He wants he wants those roles. He doesn't want you to have identity. Come on. He doesn't want you to not have anxiety. Mm -hmm. He wants to throw depression at That's you. It. And he's an accuser of the brethren, so he's always spitting lies. Always. And I think this is so key for worship leaders and, and worship pastors and worship teams and whoever it is listening that needs to hear this. Yes. You need to take those captive thoughts. You need to yes, take those, those things that aren't yep. of God. And, you know, we're actually in this series right now in our church. It's called Real ID, and it's all right. about our identity. Right. And I, I would just encourage anyone who's listening that's struggling maybe with that piece of their life, mm -hmm. hey, if you need to watch a sermon or listen to a message, this series has been really helpful for me. I know it's been helpful for yep. you and our yep. entire church. Mm -hmm. But I think there's an attack on the identity yep. of believers and leaders that's and it. ministers. True. And so, man, just with one more thought, I mean, this has been so good, and I feel like uh, my faith has been raised in That's this half hour so far, God. man. I would say you walk with just a humility and a confidence. Bless and God. you wouldn't normally think <laughs> humility and confidence go together. Wow. But I think when people understand that we're sons and daughters of the living God, right. when we understand our place in the church, in the family of God, in the body of Christ, mm -hmm. you can walk with humility That's and it. confidence. That's it. How do you do that? in a way that translates as you lead worship. How do you pour that out, humility and confidence, and how do others catch that? In simple terms, I would normally say this so often, you don't need to put on anything. Wow. Just be genuine. Mm. Practice genuineness. And if you practice genuineness habitually, then you won't need to be awkward in any moment where you would then manifest in a way that it's not you or it's not true mm -hmm. and that balance would be will be there. So therefore, what I mean by that, if I am not okay with something, I'm gonna be respectful in coming to you. And before I come, I'm gonna be observant to ensure that you what, I understand who you are and your heart. Yeah, I am I, a pursue. I'm someone who pursues truth. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Not mm. in, not just what feeling says. Yeah, our emotion. Yeah, and so I believe that once you practice genuineness uh, habitually, then you become that person. Wow. So pretty much, you would then know that okay, when somebody come and say you did a good job, etc., it's it's not in your nature to allow that to distract you. Yeah. And at the same time, if someone come and ask you to do something, you don't practice anything outside of knowing that, listen to me, God says I can do whatever I need to do and I can accomplish it. So therefore, that's just the facts. Yeah. So therefore, I'm not going to act like I can't either. Because Say that again? If, if God says, hey, I give you the capacity to do all things. Yeah. I believe that, I accept that. Literally, and even you can do all things in Christ, Christ who strengthens, strengthens me. Yeah. yeah, and when you go back into Genesis, the level of power and authority, that will blow your mind when you dig into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have so much in you. Wow. Therefore, even if you have never done it before, you just need to believe. Mm. And that's pretty much where I live my life. And I stepped out and get things done that I've never done before, and it came out as if I was doing it long time. Yeah. So, in other words, my confidence is in the word of God. That's good. And that's never Who shaken. God says, that's I never am. shaken. Yeah. So, I don't rely on me or see myself in the equation. 
because there's going to be failure after failure. Mm. So my confidence is in the word of God, what yeah. God says about me. Man. And not just, to, not just that, my experience with God, mm. proving him obviously that he's with you, he's real, and living this way is just the right way, and it will lead you on a part of success. Wow. That's where my confidence is in the word. Man, if you're not inspired from today's conversation, I need you to check your pulse because uh, something's <laughs> wrong. man. Hey, Danaver, I mean, I love hanging out with you and I'm sure we're going to do some more of these. But uh, if people want to find out more about you or listen to some of your music, where can they find that? I'm on Spotify. I've been off the scene for quite some years. Yeah. But you were um, showing me some of those Jamaican worship vibes, man, yeah. and I, I can't help but bounce. <laughs> and, 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 you know, this is like maybe day two or three that we're in the office together and yep. Danver comes in. He's holding the JBL speaker, yeah, well, and I'm just kind of working on my laptop, and I look at him, and he's like bouncing left to right. <laughs> he's just going side to side. He's like, hey, man, listen to these grooves, dude. So oh we have God. way too much fun, man. Yeah, but, but there's going to be a lot of great music coming out with you. I can yeah, just already definitely, tell. Man. But in, in time, you know, you know, just for the listeners to note, um, new new material will be coming out as you know the Lord inspires. Yeah. Um, know that I'm here in the US mm. and I can settle, I can breathe, you know, <laughs> and have a little more time on my hand, yeah. you know, to balance things out to get some stuff done here at Destination Church, you know, as a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Well, man, welcome to the US and thanks for joining us on pod, uh, the podcast today, brother. It's a pleasure, man. Thanks. You've been listening to Worshipology with Curtis Parks. To learn more and to find resources for worship leaders and teams, you can visit curtisparks.com.